Hello, friends, and welcome. I'm Joe Figueres. And I'm Kira Lee Stranko. And this is the Esoterics Podcast. What's up, Joe? How are things going? Everything is really good. Gosh, you know, um, it's Labor Day weekend. Of course, we're recording on Labor Day, and this will drop in a couple days. But um, I, uh, I'm just have. It's been a nice, relaxing, socializing weekend, which is nice. What about you? Yeah, I just we just took it easy. We just spent some time with the kids, took them out, got stuff to eat and stuff, but nothing crazy. I've, we've had plans like every other weekend the last few months where I'm like, I don't. I don't want to plan anything and I don't want to work. I don't want to do I know. things. <laughs> is is that some of the astro energy, do you think? I think so. Yeah. I think right now is really a time to slow down and look back on what you've already accomplished. Look back on what you've already done. Yeah. And and then think more of for first of all, just thank yourself for being like getting here. Like you got through it. And so oh gosh, yes. what, what do you want the next couple months to look like? Slow down. Yeah. And you know, September in numerology is a nine month. So it's a time of endings to wrap things up, look back, wrapping things up. And then 10 is a one month, 11 is a double one month, right? Mm -hmm. So those are, one is about new beginnings and leadership and moving forward. And then December is a three month um, which is about personal self-expression, communication, and creativity. So that all tracks with what you just said. Very cool. I love when it all ties together. I the, the, the link between astrology and numerology is so cool to me. I just, and every day, I'm like, how can we make these links? So yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> we'll figure it out soon. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So I want to talk about um, the Woke Akashic undergoing a name change. I'm going to do it real quick. Um, mm. So the Woke Akashic group has changed to the Esoterics group. This is very exciting. And um, it's in order to our, for our listeners to um, find us easier as our podcast audience grows. Um, and I like the term esoterics because obviously we picked it for our name for the podcast, but also because it encompasses, you know, all things spiritual, woo-woo, mm -hmm. all that mm -hmm. stuff, right? Yes. Um, now, the group is also linked to our podcast on Facebook, so it's easy to find. So if you go to the esoterics page on Facebook, you can find the group or the link to our group. So um, it's all good. The Wokakashik on Facebook and Instagram, those pages are changing to Joe Figueroa Studio. Studio because I do jewelry and meditations and all that stuff. So real simple. Um, and then finally, my website is changing. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I have another Instagram account that's changing to Joe Figueroa Akashic Reader. Um, trust me, you guys, I tried to make this as con as non-confusing as possible. Um, and so this is the easiest way. But um, And then finally, my website is changing to joefigueras.com. So hopefully with my name as the common thread, it'll be easier for people to connect with me for readings and classes and intuitive development coaching. 
Hopefully, right? <laughs> no, I think it, it's great. It'll it's just all encompassing, and we know who you are. So now it's just a matter of putting it all together, right? I mean, there's some fear, you know, putting my name out there, my name, right? Like weird and fearful. I think you talked about it beautifully um, in an Instagram post that you had when you changed your Instagram um, page to your name. So. Yeah, yeah, I talked about. Well, okay, you and I talk about this, about how you pick your name in the, you know, in the life between life yep. space. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's one of the things that came up for me during one of the last medicine ceremonies that I was in was spirit was like, hey, this is the name you picture yourself, but you seem to like not always use it. What, you know, what's up? <laughs> right. And, and also stop shifting yourself or making yourself smaller to fit into other people's boxes. Yes. Just own who you are and don't apologize for it. And that's it. So, yeah, stand in that power, be who you are, because that's the vibration that, you know, sort of sets you on your path. So, Mm -hmm. so that's what we're both doing right now. We're sort of aligning our social media um, accounts with, you know, our true nature. So, yep. Okay, the second thing that I have is that Akashic Soul Blueprint Reviews are now available to book, and they come in a, about a 30-page PDF format with some new info. So if you've ordered from the past, it's going to be a little bit different. You get all sorts of really cool stuff. You'll get a numerology summary, Akashic insight into four areas of your life. Um, you're going to get a message from your spirit guides, a personal your forecast. Um, there's a lot in there. Um, unfortunately, I'm not offering live reviews this year, but just start the process. Visit the Woke Akashic com for all of the details. Excellent. All right. And I only have, uh, I have a couple things. My website is going, going to go undergo some changes. So my readings are going to be taken down within the next week. And I can't say I'm not going to, I'm going to put them back up. <laughs> the shadow work classes are still there available for purchase. And that's probably all that's that's all I have planned for the rest of the year. I I might not go back to readings. Don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. So September is a crazy month for me as it is. And then I'm going to Mexico in a couple weeks. So I've got to, yeah, I've got to clear my plate of excess things for now. There's a shift too in these months that we, October and November that are setting you up for um, your, that one month of January for new beginnings. So Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exciting uh, to see what happens. <laughs> and then we have Journey the Wild, um, our soul medicine retreat. And that is coming up in November, November 5th through November 7th. And that is taking place in Idlewild, California. Now that this is an all-inclusive retreat as far as includes your lodging and your meals. And we do have a couple spots open for that. You can visit our website for full details and to get registered. And... Last thing is that we do have, we still have a few more days left to register for our live workshop for empaths on September 11th. And the cost for that is just $22. So whether you're able to join live or if you can't make it on the recorded or the live time, you can uh, wait for the recorded link afterwards because it's available for digital download afterwards. So that's... Excellent. Yes. It's going to be a good one. So yeah. Yeah. All right, right, Joe, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about the Akashic records. um, And I talk about them throughout 
all of our podcast episodes, but today we're specifically, I'm going to answer questions that were asked by members of our Facebook group, the Esoterics group. Yes. Okay. So what's the first question that you have for us? Okay. So I'm going to, so obviously here, we're just going to explain this real quick. I'm going to be reading the questions and then Joe is going to do all the answering. Yep. Okay. So our first question is, what does Akashic mean? So Akashic, the word Akashic or Akasha, it's a Sanskrit word and it means ether, sky, heaven, atmosphere, whatever. Um, The Akasha is the primary substance, that ether, um, out of which all things are formed. It's an energy field of light and sound um, that holds and communicates information via all of our psychic um, and mediumistic abilities. So when it's, um, for lack of a better term, it's it's a quantum energy and it's a field of consciousness that you can access. Okay. Okay. So, well, when I first started working in the Akashic Records, it felt weird to me because I'm like, where's the book? Where's the library? Where are all of these <laughs> things that people are telling me? And it was just this feeling that would come over me, this energy. It was like I was being dipped into, I'm not kidding, a warm mm. vat of butter. So whenever that comes over me, that sort of ooey gooey woo woo feeling, I know mm. that I'm quote unquote in the Akasha. Mm-hmm. And then all I have to do is just ask questions with my voice or my mind's my mind and they come to me via my psychic ability. So Ah, very cool. Yeah. So I think you just answered what are the Akashic records within that, within that explanation of Akashic. Yeah. I think I touched on it. The records. Okay. Think of the Akashic records as the memory of the universe. Okay. Okay. Your records contain the details of your soul's journey. I mean, every single thought, word, emotion, event, intention that ever has occurred in the past, present, or in the future. Mm. In the future is all potential, potential possibility. But we're not talking just your past lives. We're talking about every dimension, every entity or life form that you've ever been since the beginning of your soul's existence up to this very moment. That is what is stored. I know, right? (laughs) Like every single thing. So it's the internet. (laughs) It is the internet. Yes, right? So if you have more of a scientific mindset, the Akashic field, that quantum energy that connects Um, Not just us to the universe, but all of the universe's past and present, which is also known as the metaverse. um, And that's what forms that conscious consciousness. So got it. Got it. So it is it is the the Internet of consciousness. Yeah. Layman's terms. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? It's like, what the hell is this? How do I? And that's why people are like, I don't know what this is. It's Satan. Well, we'll we'll talk about that and we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. But you know what? I just want to interject a little bit with if anyone doesn't believe of the fact that you can enter an energy space, I would have you think about this. When you get pissed off and then you spill your coffee and then it's just like you set off this snowball effect of shit that just keeps happening to you. It's because you have entered this energetic space of 
negative energy and like negative things happen. Like, and so that's, I, I feel like this is how these energetic spaces work. Yes. So absolutely. whether you, yeah. So whether you accept it or not, you've already entered energetic yeah. spaces before. Yes. This is just one that's really cool but also available. It is cool. And it and it ties into like attracts like, right? Vibrational mm-hmm. frequency. You know what it reminds exactly. me of too? Your story reminds me of, you know how when you're pissed off, it only happens when you're pissed off that your sleeve gets stuck on a door handle. Why is mm-hmm. that? Why is that? Exactly. And then of course it makes you even more mad. And I'm like, <laughs> I really want to rip this, but I don't want to rip my shirt, right? <laughs> or my sleeve <laughs> or whatever. Yes. It's like, exactly. God damn it. I'm already That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Right there. Okay. All right. So the other question, uh, what is an Akashic Records reading? So the reading consists of opening your record. So um, I would open up your record. I would request Mm -hmm. any information that would help you. Um, Now, there's a thousand and one um, questions that you can ask in an Akashic reading. Me Uh specifically as an Akashic reader, I work with soul blueprints. Soul blueprints, life between life, past lives, purpose, all of those things. Other Akashic readers might focus on specifically um, love or, um, you know, some other shadow work or something. It just depends mm. on, you know, what your your specific skills are. Mm-hmm. So the most notable mystic and psychic who routinely opened the Akashic records, um, his name was Edgar Casey. So you guys might um, recognize oh. him. Um, and he lived from 87, I'm sorry, 1877 to 1945. So he was like, this was like back in the day. This wasn't, you know, just recent. And the during pioneer. his lifetime, yeah, he was the pioneer. Um, during his lifetime, he performed thousands of readings for people all over the world, which, wow. I mean, back in 1877 and 19, even 1945, like, how do you do that? So yeah, um, he was well known. So does everyone have a record? What about like animals and pets and rocks? <laughs> <laughs> even rocks. Every single sentient being, which means anyone or anything who responds to sensations of either sight, hearing, touch, taste, or smell. Um, humans, animals, plants, trees, the earth, the oceans, fish, insects, birds. Everybody has an Akashic record. Hmm. I know. Isn't that cool? Have you done that? Have you gone into like animals? I did. Yeah, I went into Hollis's. Yep. I was like, why? Because when I first got Hollis, it was touch and go. Like We were, we did not know if we were going to make it. I actually gave him away. I'm like, take this dog. He's, yeah, not for me. And then of course, three weeks later, they're like, you have to take your dog back. And I'm like, well, Mm. I guess he is for me. (laughs) And we've been tight ever since. But yeah, I went into his. Oh, very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are the Akashic records specific to one religion or culture? No, absolutely not. They're, it's not specific to one culture, one religion, one belief system. And there are several different religions that have acknowledged the existence of the Akashic records, um, including the Greeks, the Babylonians, the Egyptians. Um, the Akashic records isn't a religion, um, but it is mentioned in several sacred texts, um, mm. including the Christian and the Hebrew Bibles, um, the ancient Tibetan scrolls, the Quran. Quran? Is that how you say it? Quran or Quran? Quran. Quran. Yeah. 
and um, in Buddhist writings. So, um, and you don't have to subscribe to a particular religion to open the records or receive a reading or anything. So mm-hmm. it's more of a spiritual concept, you know, yeah. actually science. I, it's all science for me, but you know. Yeah. So with that, with that question then, are the Akashic records sinful or demonic or not of God? Ah, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's so funny to get this answer because, or to get this question when people ask me, because you, you see it in their eyes. They're like, just asking the question. They're like, what am I, oh. am I summoning <laughs> Satan himself? <laughs> it's like, um, so I would just tell you, no, Um they are not sinful, demonic, and they are of God. I, prior to my spiritual awakening and definitely prior to working with the Akashic Records, I was less, I had a, a, a smaller belief in God. I don't even really know if I believed in God, to be honest. I was like, mm. eh, religion, God, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, am, I have more faith now than I've ever had in my entire life. And honestly, sin, sin is a man-made concept. You're a Catholic. You know this. You have a Catholic background. Mm -hmm. Um, Demons are uh, fear-based manifestations, which we need to talk about that in a future episode because that is called fear-based manifestations. Um, But anyway, and the concept of God is unique to each individual soul, each individual religion, you know, so in a general term, there's nothing sinful demonic or not of god in an akashic reading i will tell you that the records only access the divine collective knowledge from the universe and god goddess source whatever higher power that you believe in that's where i call forth when i open them got it okay yeah Yeah. you open yours what do you call forth uh i just asked to work in the light yeah that's that's it yep (laughs) it's not sinful yeah um, okay. So then how is an Akashic record reading different from other psychic medium readings? Oh, that's such a good question. So, uh, all right. So first let's clarify the difference between a psychic and a medium. That's really important because mm-hmm. psychics are able to tune into energy, your energy field, and then okay. they receive information by way of their psychic abilities, right? Claire, yes. knowing, seeing, hearing, and sensing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few different ways that a psychic can give you a reading. They can use tarot, they can you know, oracle cards, palm reading, um, or they can just use their own knowledge. Okay, so that's what a psychic is. Okay. A medium is a psychic. So a medium can do all of those things, but that medium can also communicate with those in spirit, spirit guides, Mm. guardians, angels, loved ones that have passed over. Not all psychics are mediums. And so that's, that's one of the more interesting things that I learned in intuitive development early on that just because you're a psychic, it doesn't mean that you're a medium. Mm. Yeah. It's really cool. All right. So How an Akashic reader accesses the records depends on the specific gifts of that reader. So some use their psychic abilities. That's what I do. Some use automatic writing or channel information. I have a a friend who's an Akashic reader and she, all of hers are done via channel and email. She does everything in writing. Okay. Okay. Um, When I access the Akashic records, I receive information telepathically from spirit guides Um, angels, um, you know, loved ones who've passed over, um, using my inner hearing, my clairaudience, my clairvoyance, my clairsentience, and then claircognizance. So you can use all of your abilities and actually working in the Akasha helps develop those a little bit more too. 
Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I actually had an Akashic reading done before I met you, but it was done just like she just emailed me a thing. Right. Emailed me like a little synopsis. And it was useful, but personally, like I just liked the one-on-one like meeting with you much better. Like it just felt like because I could ask questions where like with that, it was uh, there was no chance to ask questions. It was just here's your reading and then that's it. I know. But see, first off, that's what you get for cheating on me. Does, well, matter. I didn't know you yet. It doesn't matter. The soul knew. <laughs> the soul knew. <laughs> but second off, um, so I had a reading um, with someone you recommended and it was a good reading. She did it all via, actually she did it via Instagram messenger, which was a little hard to read. So I had oh, to copy yeah. and paste it. And yeah, uh, uh-huh. it was a great reading, but it, I couldn't ask any questions and she no. was impossible to converse with. So I was like, I probably yeah. won't do that again. Yeah. Um, Cause I have questions about what she gave me. Cause she gave me some good stuff. Yeah. All right, yeah. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> it, let's talk just a quickly about what makes the Akashic Record unique is that what you can learn from it. So basically what you just said, right? You can ask questions. Yes. Um, but you can also learn things like what star system your soul is from, um, any of your past lives here on earth and how they impact you. Um, you can learn about your spiritual gifts and your life purpose. I'm not saying that you can't learn about those things from a psychic or a medium, but <laughs> the Akashic Record is Remember, you're tapping into this huge, vast internet quantum memory of the universe instead of just what the psychic is able to pull from your energy. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So that's what the difference is. It's just bigger, more expansive. Okay. So then what questions can I ask in the Akashic Records? Um, wow. You, you can, there, you can pretty much ask anything, anything that your spirit guides are willing to share will come Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. And there are times when I won't see anything. It's like, I'm, I'm seeing a black wall or a blank and Mm -hmm. that's my symbol for spirit is like, yeah, you're, I'm not going to tell you that, but why though? Right. It's not because I suck or (laughs) the reading sucks. It's because 99.9% of the times, and my clients will email you back and go, Oh, Oh my God, you are so right. The reason that you couldn't give me this information is because I was meant to develop my abilities and or learn to connect or tap in to get that mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Just had somebody email me the other day and she said it changed everything for her. So just know if if you can't get something from the Akasha, it's because you're meant to learn how to tap into that yourself. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing that's off limits. I mean, if you ask, you know, when will I die? Um, They're not going to tell you that because free will, choice, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, but then also remember that the key to getting the information that you want in an Akashic reading or out of the Akashic records when you open up your own is how you ask, not what you ask, but it's how you ask. So um, you're going to want to spend some time thinking about what it is you want to know and make a list of reasons for why you want to know it um, and all of that stuff. So, And I have some tips for how to ask a question, which I will post on the socials. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I think having the right question really can make for a, a great a good or a great reading like you know it's the next step is asking the right thing it really is i mean it's it's literally what i call the game changer 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What information do I need to have or bring with me in order to get a reading? Oh, um, so it's really simple. I need your full name on your birth certificate. I need your birth date. I need the name that you currently use in social situations. So, um, for example, on your birth certificate, your name might be Mary Elizabeth Garnett. Um, you were born 52579, but when you introduce yourself or your current legal name, use Mary Jones. That's it. That's all I need in order to open okay. up your Akashic record. But so why do I need the name on your birth certificate? Um, it's it, it, because the name that you were given at birth is the name that determined your soul blueprint, mm. um, the original soul blueprint. So even if you changed your name at the last minute or there was a misspelling, a lot of people have misspellings on their birth certificates. Me. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> or they leave off – there's tons of little little tweaks. It doesn't matter. I want that exact name and that's what we'll pull it with. So Okay. Yeah, super easy. Uh, okay. Um, can the Akashic records be erased or deleted? No, you can't delete anything from the records. These are your memories and your experiences, right? And they're, they're, they're critical to source uses them, right? Remember I told you that we source is damn MLM at one point, right? Like <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's why source is like, no, 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 you can't erase that. Um, your experiences, mm -hmm. whether they're good or bad, um, they have a pivotal role in bringing you here to this very moment where you are. Um, now you can heal the emotions attached to the experience and, you know, uh -huh. anything that's holding and keeping you stuck. Listen, I want to say this. There are readers, practitioners, psychics, mediums, Akashic, whatever out there that tell you that you mm -hmm. can. You cannot delete or change anything that has already happened. You can heal it at the quantum level. Yes. But mm -hmm. you cannot change it. I don't. And if anybody tells you they're a big old fat. Yeah. Maker up of shit. Yeah. yeah. I've heard about this very recently. Essentially, it's exactly what you just said, though. It is just going back through meditation, finding yourself back in the energetic space and imagining yourself like maybe doing the right thing or doing things differently or whatever. But all you're truly doing is just what you said, healing the energy around the situation. Yep. You can't literally you know, mm -mm. change the past. It's not, that's not a thing. No, there's a meditation that I channeled early on years ago. And it was, it was basically visualizing yourself sitting in the audience front row and you're seeing the life unfold on your stage and you're the director, right? And so then mm -hmm. you stop it at a certain point and you say, okay, this is what happened, but now I'd like you to do this. So you're actually mm -hmm. creating this whole new scene in your head. And then mm -hmm. you just sort of say, it is so, make it so. So that actually helps to heal the experience so that going forward, it impacts, you know, potential future in a different way because it's, there's a different energy, but okay. you can't technically change it. I don't even know why people would say some of the shit that's out there, you guys, that I come across in some of these spiritual groups in the, the misconceptions and the stuff that people truly believe it is uh -huh. baffling. I'm going to start taking <laughs> notes and we're going to yeah. do a whole episode on what's what I call nonsense, right? Spiritual nonsense. Misconceptions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Oh, okay. 
I listened to this girl talk about how she went into her Akashic Records and in her Akashic Records, it was written that she is gay. And she's like, but I want children. So I want to put that like on hold for now. I need to do this. I need to marry a man and I need to have children and I will be gay later was basically <laughs> what she's like. All right. And that's pretty much what she did. All right. Right. Which <clears throat> that's not erasing nope. or deleting, mm -mm. but it is postponing, which I technically you cannot. It's like it's, it's free like, will. I, that's it's the whole will. point. It's like, I mean, I can say right now I want to be gay for six months. There's no there's no difference than you know what I mean I'm I'm it's I have free will I can do whatever the hell I want and I who's want. to mm -hmm. say it's not written in her soul blueprint you know what I mean mm -hmm. um the book that I read um bringing your soul to light um by Dr. Backman talks about you know just being gay or lesbian how uh -huh. that's written into the soul blueprint and the reason that people do that they write themselves um, those lifetimes, it's very, it's not what you would think it would be. Most times, the reason that people do that is because they are born into a very conservative family. And the lesson is, in if you're born into a conservative family and you're gay, the lesson is to learn how to stand in your own authentic truth. End of story. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's it. It's not a punishment. It's not anything that's sinful. It's not anything. It's no. not, it, it's the craziest thing that people think that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's that's crazy. Well, that's usually some kind of like I religious mean, indoctrination. Well, yes. Get into that. Yeah. But, yeah. but there was this book that I read and it changed my life and the way that I look at things. Um, and it's not like a spiritual book. It's called Sapiens oh. um, by uh, New Harari is his last name. Um, and one of the things he talks about are the idea that something is quote unquote unnatural yep and that that's bullshit to say that like a homosexual relationship is quote unquote unnatural because that is that would only be by the laws of man because the laws of nature by default if you can do it then that means it is natural <laughs> Right? Like yes. if you can physically do it, then it is natural. Like by definition, it is natural. Like I can't run at the speed of light because that is unnatural. That is literally against the laws of nature. I can't fly because, you know, I have to, I have the, there's a law of gravity. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. Universal anyway, so that, that, yeah, exactly. So that, that book was, there were so many, so many pieces in that book where I was like, Wow. Yes. Like that, that makes sense. And just the way that he puts things. Yeah. Yeah. Great book. It's, it's, it, I love those types of rationale because they basically blast, um, you know, misogyny, um, racism, mm -hmm. you know, um, homophobia, you know, bias, bigotry, all of those things. They just blast them with logic, it, but still yep. the people don't see the logic in there. And, you know, they're like, but, 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 Right. And it's like, you know, <laughs> but my Bible, you know, <laughs> like, well, all right. Well, your book is wrong. So, yeah, um, it's, a book. it's just a book. It's just a book. And it was written by who? Men. Men. <laughs> I mean, what? With, Where's the flaw with, there? <laughs> with an agenda. With an agenda. And then it was rewritten by other men, too. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, there's there's a lot of lot of things going on in there. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Next question is: Can you use the Akashic records to predict the future? Okay, so now due to free will, the Akashic records will not show future. So I've never they've never said this is what will happen. What they've said is, let us show you potential. So somebody says, am I going to meet somebody? I'll close my eyes um, and they'll show me typically my symbology for there is a relationship on the horizon are two people in a sunset. Very stereotypical, very, you know, but it's (laughs) cute, right? Um, And so they'll say, I'll say, yes, there is a potential for a relationship, but you create all of your experiences in every moment based on one simple thing, choice. You can choose to be Mm. mad. You can choose to be petty. You can choose to be loving and forgiving. You can choose to walk away. You can choose to engage. Mm. So as a result, the records can't show you something in your future that is dependent on the choices that you make on the way to that future. Um, But it can show you those possibilities. Um, So um, here, somebody one of the examples that I give was somebody, um, if you want to live on the Pacific Ocean um, and you've written an outcome for yourself and your soul blueprint where you live on the West Coast, you're mm-hmm. going to want to make decisions that support that desire, okay? But if you continually make decisions that support a life on the East Coast, and a lot of people do, they're like, well, I want to live on the West Coast, but um, you know, I got to take this job because it pays more money and it's on the, the East Coast. Well, Then you know how could the records possibly predict what decisions you're going to continue to make? It can't. Yeah. 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 So free will. You got to work towards your goals. I always say make decisions that support the goals that you've set for yourself, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if it's in the littlest, tiniest way. And that's how you um, stay aligned with your soul blueprint, and that's how you hit all of your goals. Yeah, it's about getting into the energy of where you want to be, even if they're very small changes right right yeah. right yeah i don't take my own advice sometimes but absolutely <laughs> you know it's the hardest thing <laughs> you know there's something it's probably a, i'm sure we can um you can probably explain it to me with numerology but i've been that person like my whole life i remember being 13 years old and i had a friend who she's like two years older than me so i'd be like the 13 year old with like zero life experience giving my 15 year old friend like relationship advice <laughs> mind you i'd never even had a boyfriend <laughs> And I'm over here like, well, you should do this and he needs to treat you like this and you need to, you know, and and just like giving all this advice and and I'd stop. I remember sometimes I'd stop and be like, fuck do I know this? What am I even talking about? Oh my God, that can be explained by your claircognizance. It can be explained by definitely your 22-4. You know that 22-4 is like, okay, you need to stop. I'm going to tell you how to live your life better, faster, easier, stronger. <laughs> and, and, and the 22 4 knows. It's just that other people are like, you don't know, right? You're but, 12. Mm-hmm, you're, you're 12. What do you know about so my about stocks and bonds and <laughs> retirement fund? Can you give me some IRA information there, 12 year old? I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. And last question is, what can we learn from the Akashic Records that benefits humanity as a whole? Oh, my goodness. Um, 
so much, everything, anything. Um, the lessons that come from the Akasha, they're, are, they're infinite. It, it, they, they're never ending. Um, but, you know, in all of the readings that I've done and all of the people that I've worked with, the primary messages that consistently come in a million different ways are the most simple of actions, basically taking the most simple of actions while um, it's the same time it's the most challenging to remember. Okay. And that's this. Mm -hmm. Remember your spiritual truth and want, love one another unconditionally. That's literally the biggest, most common message that's delivered in a thousand different ways. Um, we can liken that to COVID right now, right? And I've said this before, um, out of the Akasha, it's come like four, five, six times from clients that basically the spirit has said, until you learn how to give a shit about one another, the, all these variants are going to keep popping up because it's no different than when you, until you learn to set your own boundaries, you're going to continue to experience a lack of boundaries. So right, right. Um, that's it, honestly. And yet it's the most difficult thing that we as humans can do. So if you find yourself in those moments of truth and moments of unconditional love, it doesn't matter what the setting is. It does not mm -hmm. matter who you are, even if you're the most adamant anti of whatever. Mm -hmm. Pause for a moment. Appreciate that you've attained this singular sort of state of grace that many people cannot reach. Like really be in the moment there. And then you found your original truth. So it's sort of like incorporating that. I know that got a little bit flowery, but that's that's what yeah. the truth what what we can learn that benefits humanity as a whole. Very cool. That's a great message. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's just absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Okay, so the the questions that I got um, from people, there are more episodes to come. Um, this is going to be a three-parter. We're going to have a part two um, later on this month, and then there will be a bonus episode as well because there's just so much to talk about. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about fear of the Akashic Records. We're going to talk about karma. We're going to talk about past lives. We're going to talk about soul blueprints and contracts. Um, there are a lot of questions that were posed. So um, um, this is just the first part. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. Those were a lot of great information there. Well, thank you for, for being the question asker. And yes. you were throwing in your own knowledge and, and wisdom and all that stuff. So. <laughs> No, that was fun. Um, do you have anything for the closing vibe? I do. This isn't uh, uh, so much a channel. I guess the questions were kind of channeled. Um, I had during a meditation, this, this came up, that a lot of us need to do inner child work, inner child healing, and that the concept and that idea may be really new to some people uh, because – I feel like we're taught to just, you know, go through life, get through life, be an adult, and then now you're an adult and, you know, now you just take care of your life and that's it. You don't always look back until you're in therapy or you're doing healing work and you're and you have to reexamine like, um, okay, so I was having this conversation with my friend, my friend who's moving, she's moving out of state uh, because she's recently, she's recently coming to um some money so she's finally making the change in her life where she's ready to like move out of state and like go live in the area where she wants to always wanted to live i can relate yeah so <laughs> so but but we were talking about uh how she has this fear 
of like the money's going to run out or that she's not going to have enough or, mm-hmm. you know, and this. And so we're, well, I'm just talking to her about it. I'm like, okay, where, where does this fear come from? And she's like, well, from my dad. I'm like, okay. And what did your dad actually believe? And then we start talking about that. And, and then, it, so once we talk through that, I told her like the acceptance then comes from accepting that the things that your father believed do not have to be your beliefs. Right. Your parents are allowed to have their own beliefs and then you can learn from it, like, maybe acknowledge it for the, what it taught you and then be like, but that's his truth. It does not have to be mine. So kind of compounded with that, with the inner child work is connecting with your inner child. And there's so many ways to do that. Um, and so these were the questions that I had to, if you, if you were interested in doing inner child work and connecting with your inner child, because this goes back to, again, what we briefly touched on about like healing the energetic space around something. You can't go back and literally change the past, but you can change the, the energy around it or, or and especially how it feels when you think about it. Mm-hmm. So connecting with the inner child, what music did you enjoy as a child? It's a really good way to like listen to a song that you really loved when you were a kid. And then that really puts you in that space of like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, being with this at my grandma's house or wherever. Um, What was your favorite food as a child? Again, um, like just last night, I was having I was eating a sope. uh, I don't know if you've had it's a Mexican. Yeah, it's a yeah. And it's made out of corn. It's made out of ground corn. But this specific one it tasted so much like corn. Mm. It reminded me of being a little kid in Mexico, washing the corn with my grandma. And then she would take it to the mill to get it ground up to make it into masa so she could get it. Like it, it, it gave me so many just instant flashbacks right. through just the food. Right. Um, uh, what was your favorite game as a child? What do you remember as far as smells or scents from your childhood that bring back some happy memories? Like for me, it's jasmine, like the smell of like a jasmine bush, because I think we lived in several areas where there was there that the jasmine would grow. And so whenever I smell that, I just I instantly take him back to being a little kid. Um, what shows did you watch as a kid? What was your favorite? Per- who was your favorite person growing up? Was it maybe a family member or someone you looked up to? It could be somebody famous, um, but who was that person? And was there an activity that maybe you always wanted to do as a child but never did as a child? That's a really great way to reconnect with your inner child mm-hmm. because it's like the one thing maybe you always wanted to do, and your parents always said no, or you know whatever, and you just didn't get to do it. Do it now. Like you're like literally like you are still alive today. You have the opportunity to do it now. Go do it. Who cares how silly, you know, it may be. Um, Go out and and do it. What was your favorite place as a, as a child? Mm -hmm. If you're able to, to go back to that place, uh, that's a perfect way to reconnect with them. And as far as reconnecting goes, it's as simple as, Like, let's say putting on that song, Mm -hmm. a song that reminds you of being a little kid and then imagining like that your inner child, you as you as a child is sitting right next to you. Yeah. And and maybe just offering them a hug or some love and whatever it is that they needed to hear as a child, whether it was um, you are loved or you are safe or whatever it was, but allowing yourself 
because you can give that to yourself. Nice. Um, and that's it. I, so I love that. That's amazing. It's so when you were mentioning music, I'm like immediately I'm like seventies music. That's my thing. I love seventies music. I am all about Elton John and you know the Eagles and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. um, food, oddly enough, was spinach. And I don't really like spinach, um, canned spinach. Or frozen spinach uh-huh. to this day. I love uh-huh. fresh wilted spinach, but when I was a kid, okay. I loved spinach and I got that from my grandma. But it's funny. Isn't that weird? But yeah. the thing that takes me back the most is it's so, it seems on the surface it might be unlike me, but um, I love the sound of revving engines, car races, car rallies. Um, um, you know, like the lake camping. And it was all because we went to, mm. we would go to Silver Lake on Lake Michigan every summer. And we would go four-wheeling and four-by-fouring up, up in the sil- the sand dunes. And then there were, um, mm-hmm. they would have these dra- this long drag strip on the beach. And all of these dune buggies and trucks would have races. Plus my dad, mm-hmm. he redid like, I don't know, some afford he redid this car and it was mm-hmm. a race car so we were at the races mm-hmm. you know pretty much every weekend so things like that which i would i wouldn't prefer to do today as much as i did as a kid it takes me back but they're pleasant sure. memories yeah 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 so sometimes it's just about you can just think about the thing that you enjoy you don't always have to go out and do it but that it the point being to get you into the space of connecting with yes your child. i love that hey very cool well, thank you you're welcome thank you Okay, well, thank you guys today. And just a quick reminder to please share and review. Sharing episode links with your friends and family on social networks is a key to the success of the Esoterics podcast. Please consider sharing a link or two to help us get the word out and grow our audience. And this also goes to reviews on Apple Podcasts. And leaving a review can snag you a $50 voucher for one of our metaphysical events. You can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast. And be sure to join our Facebook book community, the Esoterics group, to hear firsthand about all of our classes and events, as well as get intuitive development tips, card pulls, free meditations, and a lot more. Thank you for sharing space with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next week when we'll be talking about curanderismo and ancestral veneration. Oh, that's exciting. And I can share my curanderismo experience too yeah yay i can't believe we haven't mentioned that but yeah oh yeah well there you go all right all right next week thanks guys guys. Bye. bye bye